This is Salt to Taste, a podcast about extraordinary food and the people behind it. Brought to you by Pana, the cooking app that gives you step-by-step video recipes for master chefs. In this episode, you'll hear the story of beloved Minneapolis chef and James Beard Award winner Paul Berkland. As executive chef of The Bachelor Farmer in Minneapolis, Paul served up some of the best edible expressions of the upper Midwest. I think you need to introduce yourself. Who are you? Uh, Paul Berglund from Minneapolis, Minnesota. 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 I love it. It's, uh, it's, it's an awesome, beautiful part of our country. It's just really wonderful people there. They are. It's progressive. It's... And it's it's a growing place. It's a it's a it's a place on the up and up. Yeah, and it's cold as all bleep. My winters in California were colder than my winters in Minnesota. And the right. reason is infrastructure is there. I go to Minnesota for the first time to shoot another chef. And we walk across the street to eat at this place called the Bachelor Farmer, which I know just won a beard award for what, Midwest? Best Chef Midwest, yeah. Best Chef Midwest. That's a baller title. Um, And, uh, I mean, it really blew me away. It was refined comfort. That's what we set out to do. It's really honest food, and it's sophisticated, but you wouldn't necessarily know it just by looking at it. Where did all that come from? To make it taste delicious, that's a team effort. But here's here's where my philosophy came from. I, I started cooking in California, Oakland, California. So really close to the epicenter of California cuisine. And that really impacted and still still has a, a large impact on my cooking ethos. I like to source the best possible product and then manipulate it only enough. That actually ends up being something a little different in Minnesota than it than it does in California. In California, vegetables and fruit are pristine. They are exquisite yeah, and, and they are year round. And so, and that really informs the, 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 the labor and the intensity of the manipulation. What, what I discovered in Minnesota, we also have really, really wonderful uh, produce in Minnesota, but it's a fleeting growing season. There's a lot of shoulder seasons that require creativity. There's a lot of root vegetables. There's a lot of, you know, long, long, long winter season. And so it was the winter that 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 really first started driving me to to a realization that I couldn't just st- boil steam or beet. boil a beet and put it on a a plate and call it a day. I needed to be a little mm. bit more aggressive, and so there's a dish that I've done with you guys. Uh, it's a like a sweet and sour beet. It's a, still a roasted beet, but it's it's got so much intensity of flavor because there's maple syrup and cider vinegar that the beet is cooked with. That's creativity. What you get is a very direct experience, whether we're talking about a beet or a piece of pork or a you know or a steak. Um, like it's not a hundred percent expected. You take a bite and you're like, "Whoa, 
I like hearing that. I like I like, I like hearing that it's too. great, yeah. <laughs> first of all, yeah. and then I also like hearing that it's kind of unexpected. Give me like the the history timeline. Of... I went to culinary school. Nope, no culinary school. Passionate. Moved out of the dorms sophomore year in college. Needed to start cooking good food, so I started cooking good food. Moved to Spain. Opened my eyes a little bit. What? Joined the Navy. What? Moved to Japan, opened my eyes way wide about how good food can be and what society can, what emphasis society can place on it. Moved to California, decided I wanted to start cooking, got a job in a great Italian restaurant, Oliveto in Oakland, uh, California. Worked my way up through the ranks to the chef de cuisine there. Moved to Minneapolis, did a little bread baking. Got the job uh, as the head chef of the Bachelor Farmer, and I just recently left there to be the culinary director for Vestalia Hospitality, uh, primarily pizza focused. Who doesn't love restaurant pizza? group? So you blow out and go to Spain for like what a year? One year, yeah, my junior year that's of college. A, that's a big. What inspires that? When I was like nine years old. My mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said, I want to go to another country. And That's hot. Ever since, I've been traveling the world. Traveling the world. All right. And then we, we, we pull a hard right into the Navy. So yeah. you do that because... What, the Navy? Yeah. Uh, two reasons. I wanted to manage people early on, and I wanted to see the world. And I really did both of those. Oh, I, that's kind of cool. I spent the four years in the Navy managing between 20 and 25 sailors. The uniform and the whole thing? The hat? Everything? I wore, yeah, everything. And shiny, I worked with... The shiny shoes? My shoes were shinier than some people's, less shiny than others. Uh-huh. So let's just put it that way. You moved to San Francisco. You moved to the West Coast. I took about ten months off, and that's actually kind of important to my culinary. I'll just tell you about a part of that ten months. Okay. Uh, I went to. I spent four months in South America. Two of those months were in oh, God. Argentina. Oh my God. And I had one of the best places on earth. It's one of the best places. So you've been? I've been to Buenos Aires twice. Oh, so, such a magical place. I hiked the, du- the trail, the W Trail. I've seen glaciers, the biggest waterfalls in the world. Had one of the best meals in my life in the tiniest town with a, a goat that was spinning on a metal yeah. rack over yeah, yeah. a fire That's Argentina. with the potatoes and like That's Argentina. fell over and died from happiness. So two major, two major influences in my culinary career. Three, really. Uh, Spanish cooking, although I'd say that's a lesser influence. The biggest influence was Japanese cooking. Uh, Hmm. Food distilled to its essence and really pure food. Hmm. Argentina, again, really, really pure food at its best, at its heart. I haven't really strayed from that. Well, let me take it back. I've strayed a couple of times, and when I have, I haven't liked it. And Uh. they haven't been my best... They haven't been my best moments. When I've tried to get too fancy, I find you lose the plot line. I'm 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 unfulfilled, mm-hmm. um, and I I lose mm-hmm. my my sort of uh, my compass as a as a cook. Totally forgot about the main focus, <laughs> Italian food. <laughs> my 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 seven years in California, it was all Italian. All Italian, food. and that is it's the best a, cuisine in the world. It's Italian, yeah, Italian food. 
Japanese food. So Italian food, big influence. Uh, it, yeah, the biggest influence, and it's still my favorite thing to cook. Okay, so you're at the Bachelor Farmer for six years. It goes pretty remarkably well. You get recognized as best chef Midwest. Hello. Um, <laughs> you do it for a while. Let's not call it burnt out. Okay, let's okay. back it. That sounds Take good. it down. Let's you know, take it's it down time now. for a change. Yep, it definitely was time for a change. And how do you end up, what's the thought process to get to the next move? Honestly, I was I was experiencing a little bit of burn burnout, but it was also there were some like it was just a good time in my life to 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 move on to the next thing and and I really was thinking that I was going to be opening my own restaurant. It was a good time to hmm. to do that. And so I put the ball in motion to leave the bachelor farmer uh, a few months before I actually did and and I was going to give myself a little bit of time to to just kind of decompress and get my head straight before moving on to that project. And uh, a couple of my good friends in the in the Minneapolis restaurant community, uh, um, the owners of Pizzeria Lola and Young Joni and Hello Pizza and Conrad. Um, started talking to me about joining their organization as culinary director. So well, like, what does that mean? Managing the, well, we're on, it's, you know, it's November 2017 and we're still defining the role. Um, I'm, I'm working there full time. Defining your way into what that means. Yeah, because it's, a, it's, it a, it's a new, it's a new position for the restaurant group. Directing, not, not Cooking. creating. By, by that, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm helping the process. The process is a great. Give me like a tactical. Do you go to a restaurant, you eat some stuff, and you're like, you know, guys, maybe we should throw a pepperoni pizza on this joint, or is it like, um, not like that at all. Not quite like that. (laughs) And Kim, the 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 chef owner, (laughs) has has been the. She's the vision. She's been the the culinary vision for a while, Mm -hmm. and she's had a couple of chefs help her out with that. I'm. I'm there to facilitate the collaborative experience. That's a good way to put it. Hmm. I've worked with younger chefs, mm-hmm. less experienced chefs, to to create the menus that we've had. And so that's something that I guess I'd consider a skill of mine, and that's something that we've identified as a need. So I'll be facilitating the collaborative. I'm probably eating a lot of pizza, experience. right? I've already eaten a, eaten a ton of pizza. I do it almost every day that I work. Is it Thin Crust? So there's two of the restaurants are, are wood-fired. Uh, so along the uh, Neapolitan vein. A little loose. Yeah, like nice hydrated dough. And then the other one is more like a, like a New Haven style. Thick dough kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit thicker, like kind of by the slice, sort of. So that's what's up next. That's what's happening. When you're sitting home on a Sunday and you got no one around, you got someone coming over, what do you like to make? Omelet is actually something that I've made dozens, year in dozens, and dozens, year dozens. out, over and over again. Piece of I'll bread, also yeah yeah yeah. I'll also roast chicken all the time. But if I'm if I'm just doing home cooking a lot of times especially from basically october to 
April, maybe even May in Minnesota. It's a protein I'm bar. I'm making soups. A <laughs> protein <laughs> bar. <laughs> I'm making soups. A lot of times I'll make uh, Japanese like, cooking. Wow. Mentors. Last question. Who, who are the people that shaped the Paul Berglund we know and love? So I have a, I have a couple. Uh, Paul Canales at, at, at Oliveto was a, mm. a, a big influence. And I'll also say that Paul Bertoli was, was oh. too. I worked for Paul Bertoli for a year and a half. Didn't work in super close contact with him the whole time. I mean, we interacted, but, mm. um, but he shaped the ethos that I have a lot. And then Paul Canales... The thinking around how to approach cooking. Yeah, and then Paul Canales really shaped me as a as a as a manager and a leader. Yeah. And then there's a you know honestly, this is a a left field one, but Your there's a, a ceramic ar- artist in in um, Avon, Minnesota, by the name of Richard Bresnahan, and I really f- consider him a, a mentor to me. Wow. Um, I spent some time up at his pottery studio. He's just a Zen dude. He's pretty much a Zen dude. Yeah. Did that whet your appetite? Head over to panacooking.com or download our app to get Paul's recipes and more. Up next on Salt to Taste. This episode was produced and mixed by Misha Youssef with help from Stephanie Rausch.